0: Again. So Hello and welcome to another episode of the Corgi Town USA Podcast. I am Candy, owner of the Podcast and Lifestyle Brand. In my Lapish Chuckles, our spokes Corg.
1: And always. Hi, I'm Catherine, and uh down on the floor is my little boy, Digby.
0: And he's wrestling with a uh, Corgi committee member Mortimer Barnabas. Yes. We also have Booger and Hammer in studio with us. So if you're new here, hi and welcome. We have a new episode every week about Corgi lifestyle, all things Corgi, and pet and parenting lifestyle, um, health, traveling, training, all those things that concern us as pet parents. And we get borks occasionally because we have a house full of Corgis. There are five in studio. It gets loud. We lose equipment. Things happen. We just come right back and we roll with it just like a corgi would. <laughs>
1: That's right. Casa de corgis. Casa
0: de corgis. So we've been doing some interest pieces mm-hmm. on kind of what's in the breed. And there's this kind of discussion and we have a couple of different guests this season where we'll kind of talk about this. But there's, you know, a little bit of divisive conversations about breeding, um, adopt, don't shop, all those things. Anytime I come into those conversations, I don't, I don't argue. I I have several adoptees and I'm all about adoption, 100%. But I feel like it's just as important if we look at how, when, why we're adopting as it is when we get from a breeder and we're not anti-breeder here. We're all about our good breeders. And as we've done this, and I'm sure you can kind of agree with me, Kat, I've kind of learned that Breeding is a very careful, very mindful science. And that is why there is so much
1: fervor attached to it. A heartfelt science. It, yeah. it, it, has, it, it has to have, for good breeding, a lot of heart.
0: Yeah, and the the good ones, the good breeders are doing it for preservation, for health of the breed, um, for breeding out healthy, good, well-mannered stock. These are dogs that typically don't wind up in the shelter. Right. Um, what that's what we found talking to our friends in rescue, talking to uh, friends that breed, um, kind of across the gambits, trying to get that full, broad perspective. What are we missing? And often with, with issues that are divisive, you get a lot better you, information by asking the question versus throwing the judgment, making assumptions. Absolutely. So that's why we like to have those conversations, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we're all about adoption. Thank you for getting dogs out of shelters. Thank you for adopting 100%. We are behind it and we're here to help guide you. If you have questions, um, if you want to get a puppy from a breeder, we are also behind that we ask that you ask the right questions and um, be careful where you get them from because the backyard breeding and the accidental litters, um, those are the ones that wind up in shelters 90% of the time and wind up on the chopping block.
1: Unfortunately, that that is what happens. So just like anything else, you want to be very particular. You don't want to uh, leave it to chance. And just like all economics, if... Uh, dog porrants stop using backyard breeders with bad practices, they go out of business just like anything else. And that is, a, that is at least my hope is that the bad guys either change your ways or stop doing it and go find something else to do that won't hurt the people and the breed.
0: Well, and we've had a guest that said um, find one that does it for the right reasons that they care about the breed exactly. instead of the money. But More so, feel free to ask us. We are not going to ever be incentivized by a breeding program, ever. We are not going to recommend one or two breeders, but we will give you information on where ours came from. We will also give you guidance on what questions to ask. Exactly. So this episode, we're going to bring on um, a very nice lady who has a sweet little corgi named Murphy. And if some of you are in some of the corgi groups, you've probably seen him. And she has a story to tell us that's kind of in line with this discussion. Should we bring her on? Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Jenny Lane. That's Murphy's mom. Jenny, welcome. Good morning
2: or afternoon. Yeah, depending,
0: thank, <laughs> depending yeah. on where you are in the world listening. Correct. To this is true. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking your time um, with us today and educating us and telling your story. Can you tell us, just kind of introduce yourself and then tell us how you got into corgis and how you wound up wanting and getting a corgi?
2: Okay. I have an English grandmother. So I've known about corgis my entire life. Um, I've always wanted one. Don't know why I ever didn't get one until I got Murphy, but Murphy wasn't something that I got for myself. We had a grieving Weimariner who had lost his best friend to cancer
1: Aww. about three months
2: prior and was my granddaughter's first real dog. And she was grieving as well. Um, Allie, I knew, would get past it one day, but my vet said that my Weimaraner wasn't getting past it. Oh, wow. So we, we went the route of actually going to several rescues. I drove as far as 350 miles away. I was hoping to maybe adopt an older dog that nobody would else would want. And the problem that we were having is either the dog wasn't compatible with Kai or Kai wasn't compatible with the dog. And my vet suggested a puppy. So I went, okay, great. There's my opportunity to get a corgi. Now, I have always thought that the American Kennel Club, AKC, was the brand standard. And so I went online and looked up the AKC, and they had the AKC Marketplace. Oh. And that's where I found Murphy. He was advertised on the AKC Marketplace by a breeder in Sacramento. I figured, God, it's AKC. It's got to be, you know, top notch. Um, I call, reached out to the gentleman. He told me that he had five. He had three males, two females. I said, I'm looking for one that's more on the calmer side. And he said, I have one. And um, I, he showed me, sent me the pictures. And I thought maybe he was just looking off. In an odd direction, I didn't realize that he actually had an eye issue oh. until, I, until I saw him. Um, went to pick him up, and the breeder was out in the front yard. I didn't get to meet mom or dad. That was first mistake on me. I should have. Um, he had one of Murphy's littermates under his arm who was two and a half times the size of Murphy, and Murphy was sitting underneath the tree, very calmly, just laying there. And he just said, if you don't want him pointing to Murphy, he said, you can have him. And the guy wouldn't shake my hand and he wouldn't meet my eyes. And my gut was just telling me if I leave that dog there, it wasn't going to end well. Aww. So I took him And I thought he had something called strabismus, which is being cockeyed. And that's something that I know from for a fact that can be helped and uh, sometimes completely straightened out with exercises. So I got Murphy cat toys and made him focus on looking in front of him. But then I found out when I took him to the vet first first checkup that he was fraught with a lot of other issues as well.
0: Aww. Oh, so are you, will you tell us about the
2: issues? Sure. When okay. I brought him to the vet, the first issues were he was full of tapeworm. Oh, he, no. had, my. He, he hadn't had dewormed gar- him. He had Giardia. I thought it was very strange that the health certificate they gave me was a general health certificate that covered all six puppies.
1: Oh. And
2: so that was, you know, a big red flag for me. And my vet says, I don't think this puppy's ever been vaccinated or seen by a vet. Because if he had been, you would know what's wrong with him so we put him we dewormed him we we put him on meds my vet had suggested that um make my vet's been my vet for 25 years he's awesome he says i know you're raising your granddaughters please make certain they don't let the dog lick his face their face because jardi is very contagious and the girls can get sick well the first thing i thought about was the breeders toddlers that were in his front yard as well and i'm thinking gosh i should probably let this man know Right. So that his kids don't get sick. Well, he kind of lashed out at me thinking that I was accusing him of not having a clean breeding site. And I said, Hey, look, I'm just trying to give you the heads up. Cause so your kids don't get sick. Then we went to vaccinate Murphy. He wow. got incredibly sick. He got Aww. so sick. And the vet for, for five and a half months, he was on steroids and my vet wasn't able to 100% confirm if Murphy was allergic to the um, vaccinations that he received or if he got something called puppy strangles. So he treated him as if he had puppy strangles. It took a really long time. Um, during all of that, I, my vet says, he looks like he has congenital cataracts. He says, I want to refer you to an eye specialist in Reno. So I got Murphy in May, by the end of June of 2022, I had an appointment to see an eye specialist in Reno. She said, not only does he have um, congenital cataracts, he has a disease called microthalmia. And this happens when one of three or two of three things happen. Mom doesn't, mama dog doesn't get enough proper nutrition during pregnancy. Oh, so one or more puppies can be born with that issue. Mom or dad or both mom and dad carry a defective gene that causes this. Now, my vet said, based on what he looked at online, he didn't think this was a new breeder. He says, I think this guy has known about this. And he was just talking oh, to no. the dog. So you guys, when you had... um Oh gosh, I can't even think of her name right now, but you had a gal on who took the Merrells, the double Marils, that oh, were Oh, the death. double Merrells. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. she
0: takes care of blind corgis. Yeah. Right. Wonderful. And,
2: and, sh- and she reached out to me. It's Caitlin. Yeah. Caitlin. Yeah. And we had a great conversation and she was just telling me it's really, really bad breeding that causes this. And yeah. unfortunately, and I was listening to you guys talk about the fact that I was as angry as both of you were with the breeder. Yes. And then when Caitlin said she had to be really careful about her feelings with the breeders, because ultimately the dogs are the ones that suffer if she gets in their face, it, it kind of, I know it put me in a place of kind of indecision. I'm really, really angry at this human being for putting this puppy through what he did. Yeah, because um, my my anger towards him is the fact that he he knew immediately. I mean, my vet thought initially that Murphy had been dropped at birth and that might have been what had caused his eye issues and that he might have neurological issues. But that ended up, thank God, not being the case. But it upsets me terribly when the bottom line being profit is more important than the health and well care of an animal that relies on human beings for its care. 100%.
0: Yeah. Right.
2: Um, I didn't know much about corgis. I had no idea that um, if you're not married, it's like being married um, because they're extremely bossy and very, very demanding Mm -hmm. and they want what they want and they're not going to back down. But I absolutely adore him. He loves every human being that he encounters um, uh, these eye specialists said when I saw her in June that if his eyes grew enough by the end of last December, he would be a candidate for cataract surgery. Okay, so, and, but she said with the microthalmia, she felt pretty confident that that wasn't going to happen.
1: Aww.
2: So, between the eye specialist and my vet who found a very expensive, um, vitamin to add to his food that contained vitamin A. And you have to be really, really careful with vitamin A. Yes. Um, so we put that in his diet and luckily by last December, his, um, eyes had grown enough that she felt he could have surgery. I wanted to wait until the spring cause I live in Lake Tahoe and we had close to 60 feet of snow this last winter. Whoa. And I didn't want to be driving back and forth from the lake to Reno. Yeah. Trying to get him help if there were going to be storms. So Murphy had his surgery in May. Um, I think I, I don't know if wishing made it. So he'd be perfect, you know, by everybody's standards, he's perfect to me. Um, I was heartbroken when she told me that she wasn't able to get lenses into his eyes um, because not having lenses in his eyes meant that his sight was going to be very limited. He can see things at a distance. He's farsighted. He cannot okay. see things up close with clarity. Um, she told me that his right eye had uh, cysts behind it. She says structurally, oh it's and she says structurally, it's not in the best of shape, and I'm not certain it's going to make it. His eye, the eye pressure for dogs should be somewhere between single digits and in the mid twenties, uh, within 24 hours, both of Murphy's eye pressures were off the charts. The one that the one right one was in the seventies. His other one was in the fifties, but by the end of the day, um, she got them both down to reasonable range. That Um, must've
0: been so uncomfortable for him.
2: Yeah. I had no idea, Candy, how... Oh, I'm
0: sure. Yeah. No, you were in. you were helping him, but I can't yeah. imagine. Yeah.
2: Yes. I, I didn't have any idea how much pain he was in until he lost the eye. Because yeah. when I had to take him back, because I thought he was losing both eyes, um, she said, no, this is normal. You're just, you know, this is normal. I felt like an overreactive parent. Then by the following week, I was back and she told me, his right eye is not going to make it. And we really need to take it out. So once she took it out and I brought him home, he was entirely a different dog. I did not realize how much that right eye had been bothering him his entire life. So within a week, he was back to his corgi self. Um, sometimes I don't think he can see anything while other, while other times I think he can see everything. Um, it's just, it's just been a really incredible journey with this dog. And I just, I love him more than any animal I've ever had. And I've had a lot of animals.
0: (laughs) Welcome to Corgdom. That happens.
1: Not only, not only (laughs) welcome to Corgdom, but you, you have a special place in your heart for the ones that, you know, we have to take care of, that we have to nurse, that we have to be more mommy too
0: yeah 100 there's definitely the caretaker i i want to go back just a little bit i'm always intrigued when our guests teach me something yeah. that i don't know and i've had seven corgis over 17 years i feel like i'm not that i'm cons- calling myself
2: an expert but i'm pretty versed right i have not heard of puppy strangles Neither had I. I'm 60 years old. I grew up on a ranch. I've had my granddaughter sat down with me one day and she asked me to think back and count every dog I've had in my life. And I've had close to 30. Never in my entire life have I ever heard of puppy strangles. Apparently it's very common with horses, but it's not real common with puppies. And it's the equivalent of a human getting strep throat. And what happens is the glands in their throat, um, in their neck, they get really, really infected. And this is going to sound really a bit disgusting when I say this, but if it goes untreated, what happens is those glands burst through the skin and the infection ends up in the dog's face and eyes and they end up going blind. So if you have, yeah, if you have a dog that you're scratching around the neck and they start to scream and you notice some glands are a little swollen, get them to the vet because okay. um, there is there is a treatment for that and it's better to have it caught sooner rather than later because if you can catch it before it rips through the skin, I've been told you can save yourself a lot of a, a heartache and pain as, and the dog as well.
0: Gosh, that sounds awful and yeah. terrifying. It's kind of terrifying.
2: It, it, when I did the research on it, I was like, oh my God, I didn't sleep for the first two nights I found out about it. I wanted to watch him all the time and make certain he was okay. But my vet also told me, that um, the other thing that I learned is that corgis can be a bit melodramatic. And no. um, <laughs> we don't king believe that. My, <laughs> yeah. My, my vet calls Murphy a drama king. So I, I he went to check him to see if he had been, you know, gotten better from the puppy strangles. And he goes, hold him by, you know, his neck. And I said, oh, no, 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 I'm not doing that. I'm not causing him any pain. He screams. It upsets me. So my vet grabs him. He screams. My vet looks him in the eyes and says, now, enough of that. We both know that you're not hurting. And Murphy didn't cry one more time. <laughs> oh, my goodness.
0: <laughs> it, it, He's it was, the corgi whisperer. <laughs> yeah, it
2: was It was crazy. But he's he's been the best dog ever. If I was younger, I would, as I've said on Facebook, I would probably end up being the crazy old corgi lady, and I would have one in every color. <laughs> so that that really it, is me. Yeah, that is <laughs> you. But the one thing that I have to say to you guys, and and I truly mean this from my heart, um, I work with the general public daily. I have to deal with a lot of people online. I've like many other people, I've been on Facebook for quite some time. I have to say that I have never encountered a group or groups of people that love anything as much as they love these dogs. Yep. Um, somebody apparently tried to take Murphy's picture recently, and a gal who is one of Murphy's fans from Canada she went on Facebook and she just lost it and got a bunch of people together to make certain it got taken down. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, people beware or should I say trolls beware? You don't want to mess with Corgi lovers because they are devout. They, they love these animals. No one has ever been mean to me on any of these groups where it's just been awesome to get the support that I've gotten for for Murph.
0: The pa- that's the power of coordination, yeah. Yes. We, uh, I've actually been working behind the scenes on um, trying to compile a list of stories on the power of coordination like this, on something like what brought you out of a certain situation because some people came forward. And that's been one of the most wonderful things that has come out of this podcast is we have this amazing network of people, resources like Caitlin, who takes care of blind corgis. We have a guest that comes on that worked in animal welfare, sees all these different perspectives. I mean, just an amazing group of just interconnected web of people to your point. Yes. Very passionate about these animals and we all help each other with information, education, Absolutely. definitely support. And yes, you are correct. We are a village of crusaders.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, and you guys are all have got to be the kindest people I've ever encountered in my life.
0: Thank and
2: I, I saw something on Facebook yesterday, and I, I've seen a lot of it lately on these groups where people have corgis that have hurt themselves recently. And, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do when, and I, if this surgery is going to cost a fortune, uh-huh. get pet insurance. Murphy's, yeah. Murphy's diagnosis was not covered. It was considered a pre-existing condition because okay. he was born that way. But um, ASPCA insurance going forward um, after his surgery has said they'll they'll insure everything, including whatever else goes on with his eye going forward. Wow. Um, Wonderful. Yeah. My big dog has um, Pets Best Insurance. Um, I love that. My Weimaraner, he had $2,600 $2,600 worth of lipomas removed several years ago and they covered $1,800 of it. So even if it's 20 to $40 a month, it's a heck of a lot cheaper than $6,000, $10,000. Oh yeah. Because these little guys, as we all know, they are gladiators. They are. And yep. they have no fear and they will take on the world. And yeah because their legs are so little, I've noticed that they can be predisposed to getting hurt. Yep, absolutely.
0: IVDD is a big problem with corgis, and they're not supposed to jump very high, but boy, are they kamikaze out the gate. So it is quite the challenge. You're correct.
2: Yeah, I've been really lucky with Murphy because of his eye issues. He's not one to jump on or off of things,
0: Yeah, but he
2: still will tear through the backyard, like nobody's business. And now that he can't see, you got to make certain it's still the way he remembers it. <laughs> Otherwise he's going to have an accident. So, so he yeah. can
0: see, he can see far in the one eye. Yes. Okay. Yes. Just not up close at all.
2: It, well, she says what he can see up close is, cl- up close is the equivalent of, how do I want to explain it? Um, you know, how a, a great example When I was coming on to your show, it was giving me the option to choose different backgrounds. Right. And there is a blurred background. And she Uh, says, it's a lot like that.
1: Okay. She says,
2: but depending upon the colors, he can see them a little bit better. And if he's familiar, like with me, he's familiar with me, even though I may be a shadow up close, he still knows that it's me. So um we went on our first bike ride this morning. I got his basket put on Aww. my bike and I put his Rex specs on and by the time we hit the the neighborhood for the second round he was on his back in the basket in true corgi style.
1: <laughs> and um
2: just loving life. So
1: That's Oh, that's aw. wonderful. Is the
2: breeder still being shown on AKC? You know, that's a good question. I can't I'm, I'm find sure. him. I can't find Ooh, him. Okay, but that doesn't mean that he's not now. Based on some digging that I've done, I think he's now like in the Antelope Valley area. Because ah. when my assistant, who should be an FBI agent, did a deep dive <laughs> on these people, she found them at five or six different addresses. Oh my They goodness. also advertised that they bred corgis as well. Well,
0: wow, this this guy's kind of full of chock full of red flags, isn't he? Hmm.
2: Well, I was the thing that made me the angriest with him is when I reached out to him and sent him Murphy's written diagnosis from the eye specialist. Um, I told him my attorney says you need to give me some of my money back, or we're going to settle this in court. And he he said, "Well, I can exchange him out." And I got pissed. Excuse my language. I was angry. I said, "This dog is not a pair of shoes." right. And then I'm in love with him. I'm invested in this and you took advantage of me and you're going to find a way to make it right. So he gave me back half of my money. After really, much
0: cajoling, Jeez, yes.
2: It was after much cajoling. And, you know, by the time we were done with it, and this is the other thing I'd kind of like to convey to your listeners. If you have a situation where you have a corgi. And you need to raise some money for surgery for them. I am not somebody who asks for help very easily. I never have been my entire life because I knew that Murphy might be having eye surgery for a year. I saved every dime I could. And I came up with 80% of what I needed, but I had no idea that it was going to be so expensive. Yes. And we were told the, the surgery initially, the national average is around 4,000 by the time he... Um, was checked again. The estimate was six thousand, wow. but then there was thirteen hundred dollars in pre-surgery testing that had to be yep. done, and then when he lost his eye, it was fourteen hundred dollars surgery to remove his eye and so, follow-ups. Yep. I, yeah. So yep. I now have the eleven thousand dollar dog, and he's not allowed to get sick or hurt. Mm. So if I could put him in a bubble, I would. Yeah. Not but, an option. <laughs> again, just uh, another reason that. If you go out there and you start a GoFundMe page and you talk to your admins on a lot of these sites, I've noticed that some of them will allow the GoFundMe to be posted or allow people to IM you to see if they can contribute. Murphy has a huge fan base here in Lake Tahoe on the East Shore. They call him the Mayor of Round Hill. Aww. So when my when my builders and my developers and a lot of the shop merchants and the post office over here in Zephyr Cove all found out that he needed surgery. Everybody contributed How because wonderful. they wanted him to have the best chance he could get.
0: I love this. I love yeah. this. Well, thank you for sharing that. Our hearts here. are with Little Murphy. Uh, what you are explaining, this is a very, very big reason of why we do what we do. Yes, we want. I have friends that you were talking about how you had corgis you knew about corgi or you knew about corgis yes and i they were relatively new to me in high school when we got our first one and this was way back before social media and when everything got really um just out there where they where they got really popular and so my first corgi people would say what kind of dog is that he's really interesting And, and couldn't figure it out and then fast forward and to the last 10 years you can't go anywhere without we call what we call the paparazzi. Oh my gosh, corgi, corgi, corgi I and know. everybody. Yeah, and it's so it's, it's created a craze, which is it's good and it's bad. Uh, it's always wonderful when we know how much our uh, people love our pets. We got we get fan mail for Chuckles um and it warms my heart cuz he's, you know, absolutely a heart baby. But also there's some negatives that come to that. And that's people see this cute dog. We were talking about the movie with Channing Tatum recently in the Malinois. Right. Malinois are not Bred to be house pets. They're very serious work drive and need extensive training. But some wind up in shelters after certain media crazies because people see this well-trained, wonderful, good-looking, well-bred dog and think, I want one of those. Right. And then the demand goes up. So so does the backyard breeding and the unsavory breeding practices. And then we have this problem of shelters full of certain breeds of dogs. And so that's what we're trying to sort of quell here. We love the corgidum. We love the craze. We love the fan fanning out. Yes, please. We love it. We're part of it.
2: We're all we're, that. We're and Jenny
0: kept saying, you guys welcome. You're one of us now. You've yes. been fully
2: assimilated. Well, thank you very much. You know, The one thing that I tell people when they go, oh my God, I love your corgi. I've always wanted one. I look at them and I say, that's great. I said, but, and mostly it's kids. And I'll look at the mom and dad and I'll say, here's what you need to know. One corgi sheds the equivalent of five dogs yep. and I'm not joking. And they also they, bark. They bark at everything.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, when, when I saw the doormat that says you know, don't bother knocking. We know you're here. I mean, Murphy knows if he's mm-hmm. coming down the yes. driveway. I mean, oh. you don't even, and if a doorbell or someone knocks on the door on television,
1: <laughs> oh, oh it's for over. God's
2: sake, it's ridiculous, <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah. they, they're, they're fabulous dogs. And it does take, in my opinion, it takes a certain kind of person to be able to have a corgi. Yes. You, Patience,
0: it, tolerance, kindness and be a strong handler and what I mean by that is non-compromising.
2: Right. Exactly. <laughs> yep. I mean it's like having a perpetual 2-year-old in your life. I mean That's exactly what I say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They they don't they don't grow into children. They they stay toddlers. I mean my granddaughter's convinced that a fox did it with a rabbit and that's how corgis <laughs> came to being. She loves the corg she loves the corgi myth but she she realistically thinks that there was some some species crossbreeding going on at some point, <laughs> <Could> but <be. laughs> they they are just the greatest gift to this world. And I just I love all of them. He got to go to his first corgi meetup two weeks ago. Um, he did so good. I, the, the biggest thing that Murphy's had a challenge of since he's had his surgery is prior to surgery, he loved every human and every dog And I don't know, because I'm a first-time corgi owner, and you guys maybe can enlighten me, Um, he, he lays down in a submissive lay anytime he meets somebody to let them know I'm not a threat to you. And he would do that even with the dogs. But now that he doesn't see very well, if he encounters another dog... He gets very scared if they get into his face too much. And you know that corgi lip snarl and they kind of snap, snap before they say anything. Mm -hmm. He he was doing that a lot. So I was really nervous about taking him. But oh, my goodness, he had so much fun at that corgi meetup. It was like, my peeps. Oh, my God, I'm in heaven. (laughs) And he ran around. Yeah, he loved it. We're going to go back. Northern Nevada Corgis um, has a meetup several times a year with their corgis. And it was just a lot of fun.
1: How wonderful
0: that yeah. is wonderful, and I love that he's getting to go out now he's getting to be a dog and thank you for giving that to him and thank you for sticking by him thank and you loving for saving him him yeah one hundred
2: percent well I think that kind of goes both ways he saved always, us too so always always and um was the AKC informed of
1: of the breeder
2: Oh, it's funny that you asked that because I I did some research and I tried to contact them. I was having a very difficult time. Nowadays, it's impossible to get anybody on a telephone. I emailed repeatedly. I started asking around to other AKC breeders that I knew and they said, no, here's the deal. AKC charges a fee to these people to allow them to advertise on their site. Yep. They do not police it and they should. So I was told in the state of California, I don't know about the other states uh, around the country. I live in Nevada, but I purchased Murphy in California. Okay. Um, I was told to contact the USDA in Sacramento. Um, I sent them a letter. I don't know what, if anything, ever ended up happening. So.
0: Well, we've in the past couple seasons, uh, we had mentioned that we've had some friends on that have worked in animal care and welfare yes certain states are more stringent than others but bad breeding practices it's the wild west it kind of is everywhere and i want to touch on akc and i actually i want i've been trying to get a hold you have these influencers that are huge podcasters but um bailey Sarian has a series called dark history and i would love for her to do one on the american kennel club because there there is some history there and i don't want to make any enemies with anyone they're are good things that the AKC does, 100%. And you definitely want, I'm gonna say two things. One, you do want your your breeder to AKC register, the pups, the litter. The reason why you want that, the reason why that is good is you can chase the lineage of several.
2: Yes, people. and I agree with that because- That, that is the
0: good, that is the yes. good. The bad is, from, a, from an organic standpoint, it really means nothing. So when people say, Oh, I got I got a dog from a breeder, it's AKC registered. And they that is kind of like it's, it's sort of thrown around as a badge right. of honor. It's this is what I mean by it doesn't mean that doesn't mean anything. Um right. for instance, exhibit A, this breeder we're talking about, gave you some AKC p- papers. All that means is that yes, he's paid his dues to be able to or did he give you papers? You said Oh he no, he, he
2: gave papers. me papers. That's how I had um that's how I had the information on the dame and the sire and was able to post it on right. uh, okay. Facebook. Right. Thank you. Sorry, yes. short-term memory over here, but yes. That's okay. Um,
0: so that's, that is that is the good of the AKC and why I'm behind that. You do want them AKC registered. There are some outliers out there that are other kennel club registration. That's not actual real registration. You're not going to be able to chase the lineage, so please know that. Um, so that's why you do want your breeder AKC registered. You want to be able to get that registration and see... Go back several generations. You want that. Um, This does a number of things, including not crossbreeding in the same family, being able to see that, lots of other reasons. uh, But that's why that is important. And the negative side to that when it means nothing is that's all the AKC registry really gives you. Um, I don't want to make enemies with AKC because, like I said, they do do good things. I'm not here to throw anyone under the bus. It could be that it's such a huge organization with so many players that it's just unmanageable. Right. Um, so there is that, you know, I don't want, I don't want to say, Oh, this is your fault or anything like that, but that's, that's what that means. You do want them AKC register for that reason. The negative is beyond that doesn't really mean anything. Uh, if you want, that's, genetic I
2: agree with you a hundred percent. I truly do. I, the one thing that I am grateful for is the fact that I was given the Dame and the Sire's name with the AKC paperwork so that I could post it online. Um, it's so important to me, Um, I I didn't realize that these Corgi websites that we have on Facebook or or groups are are more international. They're all around the world. But I, I want people to know that, you know, please check the posts that I've made where Murphy is on there. It tells his story. It tells who his mom and his dad are. If you have a dog that has either parent I I caution you. I truly caution you because they, there's no way for us to know if it was mom, if it was dad, if it was both that carried this issue. Um, and I gotta tell you, his, his sibling didn't look like he was undernourished. I mean, Murphy did, I suspect Murphy was the runt, but, um, I've had people come up to me and ask me questions about him and, oh, you should breed him at least once before you get him fixed. And I just don't think that people understand the damage that you can do by perpetuating these these issues with these dogs. Mm-hmm. And if we, you know, not every corgi ends up in one of these wonderful rescues where these people take care of them. And, right. and um, when Caitlin said on your podcast that, you know, these breeders, you know, they can kill them and do horrible things to them. It's just, my vet said he was convinced that he, because Murphy has the markings that he had, he said, if you hadn't taken him, Jenny, I think he'd have thrown him in a cage and, and used him for breeding. It and, happens uh, more like, often than we would like to think about. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's just, it breaks my heart. I know, you know, setting aside the financial part of it, which is a lot. It's, It's emotionally devastating for the people who love the animal. And because I have no way of knowing what he's going through, I don't know how hard it's been on him. I just know that I've learned from him that, you know, my expectations aren't what matters. It's how he lives when he's done. And he's shown me that My life's good, mom. Everything, nothing's changed for me, you know, and that just makes me happy.
0: Yeah. You're doing wonderful work. We appreciate you so much. Uh, The last thing, I don't want to keep you all night, uh, but I, the last thing I will say about this is this, I'm backing you up here and this is why breeding, we need to pay attention to it. Yes. We need to disassemble the fervor between adopt, don't shop and buying from a breeder the well-bred dogs that were mindfully purchased and did research on, those are not the ones 90% of the time that wind up in shelters and wind up on the street. It's the backyard breeding. It's the breeders that breed for money instead of temperament and preservation. And we do several episodes and chunks and bits on this because it is a very deep rabbit hole. There are a lot of facets to it. And I, I'm not an enemy of breeders. I love our good breeders. I love them. Thank you so much for doing that good work and giving us these wonderful, healthy, amazing dogs. They are prone to genetic conditions. That's what we learn with breeding. And we talk a lot about DM, degenerative myelopathy, because corgis, I think the last research we posted was something like 63% were carriers of the gene. And the, the argument is there is that if just because they carry gene doesn't mean they will develop True. Not all the research is done, but I have not been convinced that it's okay to breed them when you could have an at-risk litter. Because I have a DM dog, and it's the the process you explain about the owner watching your dog helplessly degenerate in front of you, and you just want them to have a good life and be happy and healthy. So you have to pay attention to that and manage everything that comes with that. And that's just an example. There are a lot of things like this. Um, right. OFA um, hips and eye regulations are part of the things we recommend with corgis. So many. As so well. many. I yeah. know.
1: I know if. Um... Uh, if Digby were to breed with another marrow eyed dog, the puppy would be well, D- high chance, chance. High, high chance, chance. Yeah. high chance.
0: But Digby's Blind. also crossbreed. Digby has been registered as American. He's not AKC registered. We don't yes. have that. He's a rescue. He's a, a rehome from. Yeah. I mean, we don't have that history on him either. No. So um, and we're, of course, grateful to have him because, because he found a good place and he's been wonderful to you. And he was supposed to go to you. But these these are the things. These are the conversations these are all the
1: conversations. And so that's, you know, that's why we have these episodes. And that's why we want to make aware Yes.
0: And please feel free to share us, um, dear listener, dear viewer, um, Jenny, anyone, you know, we, we're here to be a resource. This is what we want to do. We want to help this problem. We want to be part of the solution and help guide people because they are popular. And to your point about meeting children who are, or Corgi crazy. I'm a trainer. I meet a lot of people. Oh, I love Corgis. And of course, when I'm out with mine, I love Corgis. I handle my business card. I say, follow our podcast, please learn all the things, make sure they're right for you. Let us guide you on where you should look.
2: That's right. It's that's a truism. And I want to thank you girls both so much for everything that you guys do. I have, I've learned so much since I got Murphy um, a year ago last month that I didn't think I would ever need to know. And I truly have learned a lot.
1: Thank you. Yes.
0: Thank you. We'll give You're little welcome. Murphy some belly rubs for us. Tell him he's the goodest boy and pat yourself on the back for doing such a wonderful job with him and being part of the crusade off of what you learned. This is how positive change happens.
2: Yes. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thanks thank you, you, again. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. Thank you. Bye. Right.
0: Bye. Well, we hope this helps you if you are either looking for a corgi or you already have them and people ask you questions. Um, please feel free to share this episode with them. Um, this is, we don't want to call it a cautionary tale because of course Jenny is very glad she has Murphy, but it is sort of a cautionary tale it where is. to look. Yeah, it
1: is. Uh, Murphy didn't have to go through what he went through. If his breeder had any, you know, <laughs> Any sense of moral. Let's use positive words. Yes. If, if
0: his breeder did the right thing. If his breeder did the right did thing. Did genetic testing, paid attention, bred for the right reasons.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, write to places like the AKC and ask, why aren't you being more careful with who you have on your website? That reflects badly on on a long institution. Uh, AKC is. Perhaps. Well, a, well Th- This is why we
0: need on. Bailey to do a dark history on it. Yes. I'll write to her again, see if we yes. can get her to do it. because really do good the dark
1: history on, on the AKC. <laughs> and like you said, it has its good points. And we all write and say, how come this is happening? They could nip their bad points in the bud.
0: Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, all we can do is give the information, hope for the That's best, and we put our hearts in the right place. That's right. Please like and subscribe. Join us. Not all episodes are this heavy. We have a creator series where we celebrate creators. Um, We also just tell funny stories, too. So please join us every Thursday. Town, USA. Good night.
1: Bye.